everybody to the third episode of Loud and Anxious. This is Serena. Hey, it is Murat. And uh, yeah, we're still here. It's unbelievable. We're still keep recording. Uh, I'm quite shocked about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's see. As long as we're in quarantine, I think that uh, we will continue to meet, right? Yeah, and we still have lots of things to talk about. Yeah, definitely. But uh, first of all, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And how are you? How was your week? But it was fine, uh, you know, now I'm in this kind of uh, crazy stuff that is called intermittent fasting. So mm-hmm. I don't eat like for most of my time and I eat super huge amount of food uh, in a really short uh, time during the day. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out if I like it or not. But uh, yeah, okay. what about you? Uh, for me, it's also good. I'm doing workouts mm-hmm. as much as I can do. I'm listening lots of music. I'm playing lots of music and I'm playing lots of computer games. So it's like living the dream, let's say. Yeah, well, I, I would like to go out from time to time, that's for sure. I, I, I really missed overpriced pub beer. Oh, yeah, I miss a coffee from bars, actually. Really? Yes. Ah, Even if it's shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, we, we started to miss quite <laughs> different stuff, let's say. Yeah, but, but... Strange stuff. But it's nice... The f- that we have like uh, these things to think about like uh, yeah. uh, for example our amazing podcast can help you to uh, overcome this anxiety of how oh, we never go out uh, and uh, live a normal life mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I guess that uh, let's back into it yeah. uh, so what are we going to talk today uh, well uh, t- today in the menu let's say we will have uh, some discoveries that we did uh, so we have two uh, exciting bands that we will talk about uh, today and uh, after that we have a discussion topic which is the most authentic venue that we ever been uh, mainly uh, some venues that we saw festivals special festivals maybe or a very historic place to see a concert we will give you some information some uh, memories from uh, those times we have two news that we will uh, discuss about so first the bottom of the night uh, the new band Uh, that is formed in 2019 and also uh, we started to come across of many live streams and live uh, music videos in YouTube or in social media we will uh, just chat a a little bit about those Uh, of course today we have again the deep metal script state uh, part of our uh, podcast here we will uh, put our fingers in a very uh, important uh, topic that is uh, w- very deep and uh, uh, incredibly uh, open to discussion. And finally, uh, we will give some information about our newly founded Patreon page. Yes, definitely. Uh, guys, I'm working weeks and weeks to make the best Patreon page ever for you. Because you need to support us. Uh, I mean, maybe you will see in uh, our video footage. We are so poor, we don't have so much. Like, we're trying to arrange as best as possible. I, I, I put my mic on top of the, its box. Yeah. We don't have a mic stand. Yeah, you see? So if you want to keep listening and having like even better quality of the recordings, uh, please uh, yeah, support us. Uh, we are going to uh, give you a lot of cool contents. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe I will say something later. Uh, yeah. let's, let's get into the topics. Okay, let's start with the discoveries. Okay, those discoveries, those bands are already known, but it, they, they were new to us. Uh, first, uh, Serena will give us some information about a band called An Autumn for Crippled Children. 
Yes, exactly. So, um, as we mentioned, we're still in quarantine huh? and uh, start to uh, listen to a new mu music because the one that uh, I used to listen uh, now uh, is yeah, making me a little bit bored. And I found this band on uh, the yeah, homepage of Spotify uh, that actually is from uh, the Netherlands. They're Dutch. I mm -hmm. didn't know about them. I never seen some Dutch festivals. And uh, the thing that I like about this band is that um, they're, sign yeah, they're similar to, let's say, Alchas or Lantlos. Um, maybe I can tell that their path as a musician is similar to these two bands because they start as a, like a ordinary black metal or similar to black metal. Mm -hmm. And now they're much more as showgaze. But the nice thing is that uh, as music uh, is very fresh, it's very uh, bright. Um, mm -hmm. It has like a kind of uh, joy division or cure, the cure style for, for some uh, song, for some ways. Um, but the, the voice is, um, is like, a, let's say, pretty much a normal uh, black metal screen. Mm -hmm. So now I, I have a question here because of my ignorance, let's say. Can you tell us more about shoegaze? Well, what do you want to know about showgaze? I don't know. Ah, Can you okay. make an introduction? Because, yeah. Well, I, I cannot really explain it. Uh, as I said, uh, Alches for the last albums are doing uh, like showgaze, classic showgaze, mm -hmm. something that can be defined uh, as the genre. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it, I was quite surprised when they started to play showgaze because uh, well, they evolved a lot mm -hmm. uh, as musician. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, it's always nice to listen to a new album of Alches. Now they're pretty stable in the genre. But anyway, I remember when uh, they released Opal. No, it's not Opal. Uh, the, the first song was Opal. I don't remember the title, mm -hmm. sorry. Now I'm just talking randomly, yeah. so uh, I'm, uh, no, I'm not really prepared. But then you, you hear that the sound is completely mm. different than what we used to listen. Well, I have a good, good news if you are a fan of Alcest. Mm -hmm. uh, they just released two uh, short uh, footage of their newly coming album. Okay. So one of uh, 20 seconds, a, a small uh, part part of from their new song, and one is a bit longer, so 45 or 50 seconds. Mm -hmm. You can find in their YouTube page. It sounds very nice. Okay. Uh, I think it will be a nice album or ni nice single. Uh, yeah, maybe that, we will discuss next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can discuss it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have something else to say about uh, an autumn for crippled children? Mm. Not really. Yeah, I found that the name actually is come from uh, uh, the title. No, sorry. The uh, is yeah. So uh, the title is from a song uh, mm -hmm. that belongs to um, English band called mm -hmm. Ebony mm -hmm. that I never heard before. So it's maybe like a curiosity. But uh, yeah, that's why I think that it's the best is just uh, give a listen and you understand what is showcase, uh, mm -hmm. how the voice fits into the, this music is really specific. It's really special in my okay. opinion. And uh, which is your discovery? Well, for me, uh, I just discovered again another band from uh, Benelux. It's not that we are trying to promote the bands from uh, our region, but it was just by luck that uh, it's a Belgian band from Leuven, actually, and uh, which is quite close to uh, the area that we live right mm -hmm. now. Uh, it's from Brabant, but uh, the Belgium side. Uh, it's called Brutus. Uh, so this band uh, is uh, created by three musicians in 2013. 
Ee, those are Stephanie Manert, Peter Mulders and Stein uh, Van Hoogarden. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are living here for more than two years, but still the pronunciation yeah. is not getting nowhere. So uh, sorry for that uh, if, if, you pronounce, if I pronounce them wrongly. Uh, well, uh, Stephanie is doing the drums and also the vocals for the band. Yeah, cool. And uh, she's kind of like my new musician crush, let's say. Because uh, we need to remember to the listener that Murat has a lot of uh, crushes uh, to uh, female singers or female musicians. Uh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, I, I have a very specific taste, I guess. And again, this uh, Stephanie is just uh, fits in, top, uh, in those ones. And also, she's very impressive because uh, it's already very hard to play drums and singing like even doing the back vocals she's the lead, lead singer and uh, when you listen to the band uh, you will see that it's quite a uh, it's quite a progressive band in, in my opinion so it, it we can define the genre as pro post rock or post metal band let's say or maybe it's it's a mix of uh, those three uh, the, the vocals are so powerful and uh, I would say it, it's, it's uh, sometimes are very haunting, like mm-hmm. soothing, but also giving some chills. And in other places, she screams so powerful that uh, when you think about it, it's really hard to uh, play uh, some quite complex rhythms and sing uh, in this kind of uh, vocals, let's say. Uh, for me, I find the music and their uh, general atmosphere extremely, um, how to say, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, some songs are very soothing and very easy listening, while some songs are very harsh and very powerful. So, for every mood that you have, uh, you can find songs in their albums. They have two studio albums, and they they ha- they have been doing lots of lots of live performances. And this brings um, many high-quality uh, live videos that can be found in their in their official uh, YouTube channel. And uh, I advise you guys to check uh, take a look because their uh, their live performances are, in my opinion, amazing. Uh, in twenty uh, in two thousand twenty, they were planning a European tour uh, starting September. Uh, it is not yet cancelled or postponed. So I hope it will be the case and uh, I will be able to see them. If not, well, I, I will be uh, keep checking them. And uh, one uh, final note about them, as, as I mentioned, it's a three-person band and uh, my drum teacher in Turkey, he always told me that if a band sounds like it's an orchestra or like a six, seven-person band and if they are only three or four, like Pantera, for example, then those guys are uh, extremely good musicians that can fill the gap of... Uh, lacking uh, instruments, let's say. So uh, when you think, when you put all those together, I strongly advise you guys to check this band and give it, give them a listen. Well, I would not say that Pantera sounds like an orchestra, but this is my uh, yeah. Well, if we can, we can, we can discuss about it. But I, I, can, I disagree a little bit about it. Okay, yeah. okay, maybe in the next episode. Yeah. Oh, guys, it's getting hot here. Uh, summer is really coming. Yeah, um, it's getting warm. <laughs> when you say it's getting hot, oh God, it's true. <laughs> In English, it's not really nice to say yeah. it. It seems that we're uh, doing something stranger here, recording this podcast. We, we have our videos. Thank so God yeah. we have, because otherwise, uh, who knows? Maybe we will have more listeners. To be honest, uh, 
Well, <laughs> I'm just speaking to myself that yeah. I don't like. But I don't think that evidence. we will. Yeah, yeah. We are not doing anything. But actually, uh, I was saying because you know, guys. Uh, yeah, we received really bad news here. Uh, the Dutch government said no festivals, uh, no outdoors uh, events, uh, even until September. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, when they said like this is like uh, my summer is completely over. And uh, yeah, we were discussing some time ago and I started to think about, uh, you know, the cool places in which I was uh, during my uh, festivals uh, in the past. And uh, there are some places that are so cool for a concert and the music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in some of them. Yeah, well, uh, for me, I don't have as much experience as you about those uh, festivals in Europe or venues, but I've been in a very special place and watch a concert when I was uh, a bit younger. It was an antique Greek city, which is in the coast of the uh, the western coast of Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, the city is called Ephesus, and in this city there is a huge uh, how did we call it? Uh, not, not the Colosseum, but oh, uh, amphitheater. Oh, yeah. amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a huge amphitheater, and uh, it's one of the most famous. It's one of the biggest amphitheater, I guess, a Greek amphitheater mm-hmm. uh, around that area. So, uh, well, I, I saw a couple of uh, local bands, Turkish rock bands, because there were some festivals uh, in the summertime, actually. Mm-hmm. But then I checked uh, which artists came uh, to that place. And I saw that, like, uh, huge artists like uh, Pavarotti, Sting, Elton John, Julio Iglesias, Ray Charles, John Baez, Brian Adams were uh, having concerts uh, in this coliseum. For me, I wasn't in any of those i saw as i said some turkish rock bands there mm-hmm. uh, in 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 rock festivals it's to me it's an amazing atmosphere because they also make the lights etc extremely cool and of course uh, in the in, in, at one side you saw the you see the temples the, the remaining the remains of the temples etc the greek temples the the remains of the city on the other side uh, it, it's an extremely good acoustic yeah. So it's it's basically designed for uh, theater, and yeah. when they talk in the in the in the ground, you can hear it from the top of the of, of the uh, amphitheater. And the sound engineers did an excellent job to use this acoustic in, mm-hmm. in the in the live concerts also. So for me, it was a very uh, unforgettable experience. Let's say. Yeah, I can imagine. And then, uh, like the landscape, you see the the sea or something. Yeah, yeah, not directly the sea, but you can see the there are lots of olive gardens uh, nearby. Okay. And yeah, it's already a quite touristic place. Mm-hmm. So when people go to the west coast of Turkey, they uh, see generally they visit Ephes, Ephesus, but uh, to see a concert there, it's it's an amazing experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So th- this was it for me because the other places that I visit, I saw festivals or uh, concerts are mainly quite generic places. Mm-hmm. So open parks that I see regular concerts or some closed uh, venues. But you have much more experience in festivals uh, across Europe. Uh, can you tell us uh, so about some of your memories? Hmm, 
Well, if I think about uh, special places, first of all, I would say uh, um, when I went to not metal festival, it was actually a sea trans festival mm -hmm. in Norway. So I've been into this island called Veroy, and uh, it's like uh, one of the islands or, uh, at, uh, that are called Lofoten Islands, uh, really, really north in Norway. Mm -hmm. uh, it took like basically one day to reach this place because first I had to take a, a train and it was 12 hours and then mm -hmm. I had to take like a uh, um, boat and it was five hours and I had to wait in the, in the, in the meantime. And in these islands, there are like, I think, 200... Uh, people living there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know mm -hmm. how they manage. For me, it would be too wild, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But uh, the landscape was amazing. So we had the festival on the beach. So from one side, we have the beach. Mm -hmm. And then one of the uh, stage, let's say, it was uh, on the sand. Mm -hmm. And then you have like uh, the part next to the mountains, because in the middle, there are mountains. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in summer, and in summer in Norway there's like a 24-hour sun, mm -hmm. and actually we had like two sunsets and two sunrises. So it was really like you feel that you live in another um, planet, let's say. Yeah. And nice. uh, there's no one except uh, you uh, and the other guys that are having fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, in this case they were like uh, continuously music. So it was really like. Uh, special situation there. Uh, and the name of this festival was? It was Midnight Sun, okay. but I heard that now it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. It's, it's a shame, it's a shame. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very nice place. Uh, but I mm -hmm. also think it's because they were kind of ruining the environment there. I see, I so see. they said, no, it's better to stop. Mm -hmm. um, but then, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about uh, like uh, festivals in uh, um, antique, uh, places like castles so uh, mm -hmm. yeah I don't know maybe there will be like some Spanish listener in the future but I've been to Barcelona and uh, there was this really cool progressive festival in Poble Espanol that mm -hmm. is kind of citadel or a castle I'm not really sure but it's really nice because you are like inside the the, the castle and uh, yeah it's like uh, you have all this culture around you all this history mm -hmm. as well as also at Brutal Assault because Brutal Assault is like uh, uh, built around a fortress mm -hmm. and in the forest so it's really cool uh, it's so medieval mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah for sure uh, the unique experience of Vaken there's yeah Vaken is basically fields but you know the when there's Vaken they're like building like a new city there mm -hmm. so um, yeah it's, uh, it's it's amazing to be there like if you see uh, um, also the promo videos you see like there's mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the last time I went there there was like a kind of a gym uh, open open air like mm -hmm. you could do like uh, uh, weights or something <laughs> uh, and then yeah there's the they're like the yeah there's a lot of stuff like a, a, a sort of uh, futuristic city uh, mm -hmm. built on a, like garbage city and then uh, like uh, yeah a thousand of stuff uh, it's it, it, it's pretty pretty cool actually mm. uh, go there I really want to see what can Next year or yeah, let's, year let's after, I, I need I need to I need to go there. It's like uh, uh, yeah, uh, it would be so difficult to go. I I don't know. I think that they postponed the tickets, so mm -hmm. everyone that has it, uh, they, so they will just keep it. So I don't know how many tickets we release next year. Uh, and uh, yeah, every year is getting more and more difficult to have. True, true. So I well. We will see. It, it, it is one of the uh, items that is on my bucket list. So this last year I went to the Alps with my motorcycle. So it's already done. Mm -hmm. The next in the in the in the in the list is to go to Wakent somehow. I need to manage it. Let's see. 
So, um, let's go to the news section. And uh, Serena, can you inform us about the newly founded band called Bottom of the Night? Such a creative name. Yeah, actually, actually, you know, I like gossips a lot. And uh, I was checking Metal Injection, that is my uh, official source of gossips in metal music. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I start to uh, look at some articles and I found uh, yeah this title, like Alexi Layo found a new band called Bottom of the Night. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was like, okay, what's happening? Because I was a huge fan of Children of Bottom. I saw them three or four times. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Hate Crew, Dead Roll, and uh, Are You Dead Yet, and so on. And I like uh, one crush that I have or mm -hmm. had, let's say, is Henka. Oh, no. no, no, come on. He, no. He, he was quite hot when he was when younger. When he was young, yes. Yeah. I was checking actually yesterday a video from 2010. Mm -hmm. It was quite hot. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. it's so skinny. And doesn't have any muscles basically. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, actually, I was checking my, uh, you know, uh, metal injection, mm -hmm. and uh, they're mm -hmm. mentioning that uh, he has some uh, uh, problem with alcohol. Oh. Uh, he's trying to get better, or he was mentioning that he's trying to get better because uh, this no last summer mm -hmm. he actually he went even to hospital, and he was yeah he was re recovered there for eight days. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, this is other story. Okay. What I wanted to say is um, that, yeah, uh, so I'm a huge fan, so I was curious to know uh, why uh, there was a new band called mm -hmm. basically the same as Children of Bottom. Uh, so I went, I dig into it, of course, um, and I discovered that at the end of last year, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, those guys did like uh, uh, last live together it was announced it was big it was in Finland of course because they're Finnish mm -hmm. and uh, after 25 years that they played together and 10 albums they mm -hmm. decided to split up and the reason is that um, yeah there was no communication basically between Laio and the uh, kind of original uh, members or the mm -hmm. members of the world for a long time uh, in the band. Uh, so yeah, basically uh, they decided to, to split uh, and uh, take different direction. The problem is that the name mm -hmm. um, is under the, uh, let's say, ownership of all the members. Mm -hmm. So it's not allowed to um, record uh, under the name of Children of Bottom. Mm -hmm. but of course, uh, Laio wants to use the, the popularity that uh, Children of Bottom gave to him and the other guys. Mm -hmm. So they use this yeah, creative name, uh, Bottom of the Night. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also said uh, that, or also, is, no, I don't think they start to play, but uh, I, I read on uh, Metal Injection that uh, they will play uh, uh, Children of Bottom songs, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I'm not sure why is allowed to. But maybe because he wrote them. Yeah. Also, I think you can cover them live because uh, last year when I was in this Dynamo Fest, mm -hmm. I saw uh, Philip Anselmo and he basically made a Pantera set list. So mm -hmm. he just played 10 Pantera songs and then it was it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, none of the Pantera members are alive. Just the bass guitarist stayed alive. Yeah. So no one to sue him. But I think to play live, it, it, it's not forbidden. Okay. Unless you do a DVD out of it. I, I don't know about royalty, royalty stuff. I don't really know how mm -hmm. it works. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so now Alexi uh, took like a very famous musician from I think Paradise Lost and other uh, mm -hmm. uh, super bands. Like, yeah, you, you you can consider this as a kind of uh, it's called super band when you pick mm -hmm. up musicians from, from other uh, metal yeah, bands. Yeah. 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 So let's see. Me personally, last time I saw Children of Bottom, I found Laio really, really um, boring. No. 
Yeah. It's always the same, you know. Yeah, they have like eight, nine very good songs, and the crowd expects them to play at least four or five of them. So last year also in the summer I saw them, and lucky for me that they played all my mm, favorite songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, for a career of 25 years, if you keep playing the same eight, nine yeah. songs, it's it's get also boring for everybody. Yeah. I If you see them four times, you, you see you just heard the f- same six song four times, I guess. Yeah, like. no, it's true. But yeah, but I was in the same situation as mm-hmm. you, so I like mm-hmm. them. And it's fine to listen. Yeah, true, like. true. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to see, uh, yeah, the new releases uh, from uh, this bottom of the night. Yeah, let's check them when they release something. Yeah. yeah. And what about your news? Well, what uh, I discovered that also we, we discovered together, let's say there are lots of lots of bands are doing now live record sessions. Uh, generally, they are recording stuff from their home or they are just live connected via Zoom, etc. Mm-hmm. And they do some kinds of uh, co- concerts or some kinds of music video for their uh, followers, let's say. Uh, what I, well, it, it was expected, of course, but... Uh, now their social media accounts, their YouTube channels are much more active. So you can find new releases, new videos once every week or even twice every week, uh, just uh, depending on the on the artists. And uh, there are some articles in the web that you can find in the webzines or some uh, big uh, metal websites uh, saying that uh, metal musicians are trying to... Um, trying to do those live streams in order to continue their business mm-hmm. uh, to be honest uh, i will give you some examples in- interesting examples that uh, i just found out uh, during uh, last week chelsea wolf is i think a quite peculiar uh, musician i like her style her music some songs i like it quite but some of them are not for me but she did a cover of uh, crazy train from ozzy osborne uh, i think it, it, it sounds very nice so i would uh, suggest uh, everyone to give a listen uh, while i was searching for different materials i come across that lots of local or amateur bands that are good with video editing yeah they are making lots of lots of covers that are seen by amazing amount of uh, viewers let's say mm-hmm. so a local band that has no name let's say they do nice videos of famous songs they are playing there are also some for example multi-instrumentalist youtubers that play drums uh, piano and guitar and they uh, record song all together uh, you can find lots of new videos released in the past two months uh, your favorite songs from different uh, uh, bands cover bands i think these are also worth to check and you can uh, check youtube there are now amazing amount of cover videos also which is which is very interesting uh, jay postones uh, the drummer of uh, tesseract he has a twitch channel and he is covering songs from famous prog bands or uh, gent bands like vola kadinja uh, leprus Uh, he gets requests from the, his patrons and he's live uh, streaming himself playing or covering those songs in, cool. in, in his studio. It's, it's, very, it's amazingly fun for me to watch, uh, also to see him playing uh, other bands, very complex uh, partition, drum partition. Uh, 
Well, other than that, there are lots of metal bands who announced that they will give some free contents, also some paid contents uh, via live streaming or uh, just uh, how to say VIP videos like uh, Seller Dar Darling or SOD. They, those are those kinds of bands, or also Rolling Stones, for example. They yeah. are giving uh, some VIP contents for their uh, paid followers, mm -hmm. uh, also some free content or uh, some free videos for uh, open to public and yeah what i also see but this was also uh, this was already the case before this corona uh, virus situation but now it's getting a bit more uh, how to say uh, it's important yeah maybe important but uh, as we already talked to so many times about catatonia they now released their album uh, two days ago yeah finally finally yeah And uh, they just uh, announced from their uh, Facebook page or from their social media that they will make a live stream uh, release uh, for their album. And it will be 10 euro. Uh, a few months before that, Green Carnation also, they announced that they will do a live stream of their uh, new album releases. It was 12 euro. So for you, it would be interesting to buy a, a virtual ticket to see them streaming live, their yeah. new release. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking about bands that I really love and maybe uh, the thing is, if I pay, I want to have like, the thing is that we're trying to make it similar to a physical live event, mm -hmm. which is actually not because we, yeah, we're not in a venue. We're not drinking beer from, uh, you know, from the bar. Mm -hmm. We are not talking with the musicians. So I'm not sure that I would pay for, for the, the YouTube videos or like, sorry, the, the streaming because it looks like YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. um, I would be more interested to have like, a, a, I don't know, webinar or something, mm. um, you know, that I can speak directly with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I was checking, um, I don't know why, but uh, some time ago I was checking Monuments, a website, mm -hmm. and I see that um, they have like VIP package in which uh, they meet like a fan before the concert mm -hmm. so they can do something digitally and uh, it's still like very cool especially for people like for example uh, I don't know Catatonia are from Sweden right mm -hmm. yeah uh, maybe it can be nice to give possibility of webinar for uh, fans that are from Asia yeah so for them it would be so difficult to see them because I don't think that Catatonia tour a lot in Asia Yeah, I, I, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh -huh. the, I mean, like 30 minutes of your favorite band and you can ask whichever mm -hmm. stuff, you can just drink a beer together. I think it's a really, it, it has such a potential, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, maybe this quarantine situation will open up new business lines yeah. for those bands, like doing those kinds of webinars or just uh, Zoom meetings. Because I also heard, uh, for example, there is a band, again, in, in the Netherlands, just created, uh, Dear Mother. Uh, I, I'm following the, the guitar player of that band, uh, mm -hmm. Meryl, Meryl uh, Beschold. I, I, can, uh, I cannot pronounce. Names. So you know, they were uh, keep doing those kinds of uh, web sessions to meet yeah, their fans. Yeah. And well, they are also fundraising uh, activities, mm -hmm. but they are just uh, speaking and drinking beer together, uh, yeah. having chats about music and also about life. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that uh, could be uh, uh, made. Like uh, I also saw that uh, some bands uh, start like crowdfunding uh, to uh, support, mm -hmm. like they say, a, a, a 
fan, let's <laughs> say, uh, please support us in this situation. We're not able to earn uh, from our profession, so it would be nice to be uh, supported by you that you listen to music. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's nice that you're, they're thinking about it. And uh, well, let's hope it's like only temporary solution. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for, for me, I also agree that uh, well, in this situation, maybe I would pay, but uh, in other situation, it won't replace the experience of a yeah, life concert. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Next topic of the uh, topic. Next topic <laughs> of the podcast uh, is our favorite section, actually, uh, deep metal secret state, and we are talking about. Well, we actually make a question: Are we really satanist? Yeah, uh, it is a question for the whole metal scene, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I imagine every metalhead is not sleeping because of these questions, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, first. I will make this a quite uh, scientific ex- uh, experiment. Mm. So now we have a we have a population of two person here, two <laughs> metalheads. True. So tell me, Serena, are you a satanist? No. Uh, me neither. So zero percent of the <laughs> metalheads are satanists. It is it is basically a mathematical truth that e- even though the the control volume is a bit limited, well, I, I can say that. No, we are not satanist. But now I want to also check this uh, from a, from the point of view of uh, the the satanist church, because there is a satanist church yeah, in, in 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 uh, US, the US. Right? Yes, they are quite active, by the way. Well, I checked because I was doing some researches for this topic. I checked their website, etc. They are as active as other churches in in US. Now I was thinking, for example, there is a there is a fight or there's a war caused by religion like the other previous wars in in, in, in the history I was very uh, I doubt that the satanist church would like to have the metal crowd as their fighters why now, first yeah I was expecting for this question first of all the metal scene doesn't have too much money except some yeah. bands and they won't fight so those will be generous, let's say. Let's be honest, we are quite sad people and sometimes angry. General, I'm talking about the festival. When you see a black people, the, the songs are mainly melancholic and some of them are aggressive, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't expect that, uh, I don't see a fighter crowd when I see a festival. But you mean fighter that they will fight for the church, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because when there is a war between the re- a religious war, oh. we will fight for the. Oh yeah, the like terrorists, let's say. Not terrorists, but like for example the the um, like a jihad, let's say, or like a. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, to to get back the, the Jerusalem, let's say. Mm-hmm. Oh, do Satanists have Jerusalem or something like this that they really like is very important place? That I don't know, but mm. if in, in the future we can find the satanist, exactly. we can ask that. So I, I also I, I I'm a very uh, passionate DND player. So I started to think about uh, to make a party, and now all the metal musicians were satanists. Let's think about that. To make a party out of five or six bards, it, it's it's a nightmare for everyone who played DND. So. If we just look at it from an uh, extremely re- realist perspective of taking back Jerusalem in real life, yeah. it wouldn't happen. In a fantasy world, 
again it wouldn't happen so uh, finally for example let's say there is a like a schism in, in satanism like we we separate the satanism into two factions let's say mm-hmm. i'm thinking for example when we say we call it schism like it's called in, in also in in the, in the in the history that will bring so much discussion in the in the uh, prog metal fans that the war wouldn't happen okay the, the discussion will start schism they will start thinking about tool and there was there will be a huge discussion about if tool is a shitty band or is a good band and then what we will end up with the forum posts uh, passive aggressive forum posts about uh, tool and dream theater and other uh, bands yeah okay i understand your point uh, let's say that the metal community right now is not really uh Uh, a bunch of uh, crazy people that worship uh, whichsoever uh, god or whatever. Yeah, that is what my, I try to say uh, in, in in my way. I will say and in a very engineering way, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. Eh? Yeah, with my with my uh, experiment, right? Yeah. And I will give a final final uh, message to the parents: Please leave your kids alone because there is no secret messages in the tape. They are all straightforward in the tape or in the in the vinyl or in the in the album they basically say we will cut people you don't need to ruin the vinyl of your kid to search some secret satanic message and also yeah sometimes metal is a phase sometimes it's not a phase it can continue but look my my parent didn't leave me alone and look where i am now we have four thousand kilometers in between us so it's just a Leave your kid alone about their musical choices. I thought that you were about to say, look at where I am now, uh, recording the best metal podcast that ever exists in the world. Yeah, that's also true. (laughs) (laughs) So it is decided that uh, we are not satanists, not uh, every one of us, not now, yeah. And uh, yeah, this closes the topic. So uh, Serena, can you tell us more about our Patreon page? Oh yeah, because I introduced it before. So uh, yeah, I'm, I've been crazy for the last few weeks in order to understand how to run a Patreon. And the reason why uh, we decided to open is that as the bands that we mentioned before, we would like to be supported by uh, our uh, amazing listeners. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, just check the link uh, below uh, the podcast, the episode, and uh, you will find all information. Um, uh, but basically what you will find in Patreon, uh, you will find amazing contents that they are not available uh, like for free. Um, there will be like some tailor-made uh, features for you. Uh, and uh, also you can get in contact with us uh, for whichsoever stuff. I mean, uh, we are trying to make uh, the best for our podcast, uh, but we are not graphic designer. We are not video makers. We are not... Uh, sound engineers so mm-hmm. if you have like any feedback and any uh, you, you give to uh you want to give us some help uh please get in contact also via patreon without paying like the monthly fee mm-hmm. anyway it's not really expensive it's like uh, two euros or something more so yeah it's like uh, you basically pay us a coffee for yeah. f- one every month so uh it would be very uh, nice uh and uh we we get much more in contact uh via patreon than now Yeah, so that's all from my side. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we are very excited to also publish our patron mm, in very near time. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we are looking for your support for your comments and yes don't forget to check our youtube uh, channel for the playlists uh, for each episode yeah always always check the music because it's uh, the most important thing uh, in this podcast right yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah so this is it Thank you very much also from my side and uh, see you next time. See you. Bye.